0: You're listening to another life-transforming message from Awaken Church with campuses in San Diego and Salt Lake City. To find out more about us, go to awakenchurch.com.
1: I want to share a scripture with you as we start this series. It's found in Isaiah 55, verses 8 and 9, which is the premise of my message this morning. And we might have it up there. Do we? Oh, let's go. Okay. Here we go. For my thoughts, this is the Lord speaking, for my thoughts are not your thoughts. Everybody say thoughts. For my thoughts are not your thoughts, nor are your ways my ways, says the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. Let me break it down. God has a way of thinking, and as humans we have another way of thinking. His thoughts are higher than our thoughts. So the title of my message is uh, Supernatural Mindset supernatural mindset. There's a way that God thinks and there's a way that God wants us to think. How many of you have ever had to pick something uh, up that's really heavy? Maybe some of of you lift weights or you've had to, um, you know, pick something up that's super heavy that you can't, you need some help. Um, Right now my wife and I and my family, we're in the middle of moving and we have a bunch of boxes, you know, in our living room have been there for a month now. And uh, I promised my wife I would move him like three weeks ago. But I'm still for waiting for my friends to like just call me and be like, hey, um, like when are we going to help you? Um, I'm waiting for my friends Jose to be like, hey, what, when do you need me to be there? Like, you know, I'll be there. But um, I'm like, baby, don't worry, I got this. So I, I got to the first box and I'm like... And I realize they're super heavy, I can't do it on my own. Our, our surroundings, our natural experiences, our trials, our tribulations, our difficulties, our worries are kind of like those heavy boxes that have a gravitational pull and they weigh us down in our mind and in our thoughts, in our psyche. But God is inviting us to think in a supernatural way with a supernatural mindset. Are you with me this morning? Yeah. Let's, I'm going to give you three points. Two first and then we'll go, we're going to go a little deeper on the third one. The first point. For this morning's message is supernatural thinking causes you to expect the supernatural. Supernatural thinking causes you to expect the supernatural. We're going to read out of Genesis 18, but just to give you a little bit of context. Here you have Abraham who is 100 years old. And when he was 75, the Lord promised him a son. His wife was now 90 and the Lord visits them. And the Lord says, hey... You're going to have a son next year. So Abraham and Sarah laughed. They're like, what do you mean I'm going to have a like a child? I'm like, have you not looked at me? I'm a little old. I don't know if you've ever met anyone that's 100 years old. I have. I met someone who was 104. And I'm like, they're a little old. Like, how? Like... The thing, like it's weird, you know, like it it does, it's, it's, and even Sarah, I'm going to read the scripture, but, but this is what's happened. So I just want to give you a little context for 90 years, give it, you know, back in the day, probably had children when they were 13, 15, give it 75 years of her life, she's been barren. And our experiences shape our mindset. Our upbringing shapes our mindset. What we see in the natural shapes how we think and how we process things. So let's read, let's read the scripture and uh, let's dive right into it. Genesis 18, verse 9. Where is Sarah, your wife? The Lord said. The visitors asked. It was three visitors. It was the Lord representing the Trinity. She is inside the tent, Abraham replied. Then one of them said, I will return to you about this time next year. And your wife, Sarah, will have a son. Sarah was listening to this conversation from the tent Abraham and Sarah were both very old by this time. And Sarah was long past the age of having children. So she laughed silently to herself and said, how could a worn out woman like me enjoy such pleasure? Especially when my master, my husband, is also so old. (laughs) I I can imagine, you know, hearing from God, you're going to have a son next year. And Sarah being like, how? So then the Lord said to Abraham, why did Sarah laugh? Why did she say, can an old woman like me have a baby? Is anything too hard for the Lord? And here's the supernatural mindset. Is anything too hard for the Lord? Have we forgotten that God is the God of the impossible? God is the God that can make a way where there seems to be no way. I can imagine Sarah being like, my gosh, I've. This is what's crazy. Her expectation was to be barren. I don't blame her. Have you ever had, uh, have you ever experienced some sort of a fight or a battle for decades, for years, and all of a sudden expect to believe for something great? She's now 90. She's been, she's been seeing herself. Can you imagine? I'm sure people are mean sometimes. Called her like Sarah the barren one. I'm sure people looked at her and like laughed at her and made fun of her. And I can, I can also see Sarah coming up with her own thinking like, I guess it's not for me to have a child. I guess it's not for me to ever, you know, enjoy such joy of, of having children. And, and, and convincing herself that that was her future. Because how we think determines our expectations. What are you thinking like? What what are your thoughts like? What's your thought process? And what are your expectations this morning? What are you expecting? Are you expecting just natural things, possible things, things that you can see when things go well? Or when you close your eyes, you begin to see a plethora of things that God can do in your life. That is what God wants to do in us and through us this morning. And in 2022. So I can see Sarah being like, "I, I guess... I guess it's not for me to have children. Just being okay with it. But God comes and interjects right in the middle of that says, "No, why are you why are you processing like that? Is there anything too hard for the Lord?" And I want you to ask yourself that question this morning. Whatever is causing you to laugh, whatever you think is causing you to be it's so hilarious, is there anything too hard for the Lord? I guess it's not for me to ever have a child. I guess it's not for me to ever own a home. I guess it's not for me to ever step into a relationship. I guess it's not for me to ever have a good marriage. I guess it's not for me to ever have good children, godly children. I guess it's not for me to ever lead like you guys lead at the church. I guess it's not for me to just enjoy the blessings and the favor that you guys talk about. I guess it's not for me because I've never seen it before. I've tried it time after time after time. I've never seen God move in my life like he does in your life. I guess it's just not for me. But that's not what God is saying this morning. Is there anything too hard for the Lord? Come on, somebody. How we think determines our level of expectations. I remember in 2014, we began to prosper a little bit. We were now able to save a little money. I didn't have to call my mom. At the end of the month, hey mom, can you please lend me 200 bucks to get gas this week? It was things had changed a little bit. And I remember beginning of 2014, many of you have heard the story. But I said, baby, we're going to save all of 2014 and we're going to buy a house in 2015. I want you to see something. I had never owned a home before. I've never bought a home before. I never talked to a realtor, never talked to a lender, never, talked, never checked my credit score. I, I didn't know any of that. So my expectation was determined by my thinking, how I process things. So I thought that buying homes was for those that had a lot of money. So I guess I need to save a lot of money so I can buy a home. And I came up with this incredible plan based on ignorance. Come on, somebody. I said, baby, we're gonna save very wise. I'm a wise man, we're gonna save all of 2014, and we're gonna buy a house in 2015 because this is how you do things about many homes before. <laughs> Isn't that funny how we come up with solutions to things we've never done before? We never tried. But but we think we're so smart sometimes. So, so I says, t- Okay, so she goes and looked at looks at new homes in January 2014. I said, baby, we're going to save all of 2014 and buy a house in 2015. She said, okay. So she goes the next week to look at houses. And then, and then she calls her parents. And I said, no, 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 no. We're not doing that. So did you know in April of that year we moved into our new home of 2014. I guess my wife was right. She's always right. She thinks she's always right at least. Marriage counseling right now. Come on. So, this is this is what a supernatural mindset looks like. Are you ready? The supernatural mindset is to always believe for the impossible. Because there's nothing too hard for the Lord. It's that simple. And we see a a common theme throughout the Bible where God comes and he gives someone a vision. He speaks the promise. He delivers the message. Or an angel comes and delivers the message of the Lord. And then you see us humans responding with a human mindset like, uh, uh, uh-uh, no, I think you're trying to talk to someone else. Like, can you see me? Isn't that what we all do all the time? How many times have you had a vision from the Lord or an idea, and before you even come up with a solution, you think of all the ways that why it wouldn't work? I'm not, I've never been to church. How could I ever be a leader? I, I've, I've, I mean, I've never, I don't even know the Bible. How could I ever say anything? And God gives you a vision of you preaching someday. I'm speaking to somebody that you've been called to the ministry, and, 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 and you see it from afar, and God, when you see someone speaking, God, it's like something leaps on the inside of you. But, but you're like, how could I ever? How could I ever lead a Bible study? How could I ever go do an A? This is for some of you guys. Have you known my past? Have you seen what I've gone through? I would never be accepted. Well, guess what? The Bible and us, its the church is full of people that have been redeemed, had a horrible past, and then God showed up. Come on, somebody. And gave us a new life. Early, I ran for office. Most of you know, in case we haven't met, because I talk about it all the time. Sorry, guys. So... It was a big battle, ran for office. And, and most of the people, the challenge was this can Marco raise money? I guess that's politics, you know, can you raise money? And um, they said, um, I said, how much do you need to raise for this raise? And they said, about $100,000. Okay, so we gathered with our team, we said, okay, let's raise $200,000. Let's go do that. So I told them hey, we're gonna raise $200,000. They laughed. And uh, I said, we're gonna have a fundraiser the first, uh, second week of January, third week of January, and we're gonna raise $50,000. They said, we've never seen that before, you we'll probably raised $10,000 maybe seven, at least here in Chula Vista as a conservative. Um, so I said, okay, we'll see. So I called all my friends and <laughs> invited them to my fundraiser. Praise the Lord. So they all showed up. We had a big party. And uh, here comes this political guy who had been there forever, decades in, in, the, in the movement, and, and he comes. He's like, oh, how are you guys doing? He's friends with the fundraisers. How, how are you guys doing? How much have you raised? Oh, we have raised 7,000. He's like, ah, I knew it. So I'm freaking out a little bit. I'm like, God, like show up. Like show up and, and show them what you're like. So I have to get up there if you're there. I had to give a speech. That I would rate myself like a 6 out of 10 because I was a little nervous. Never done that before. And, uh, and then we end the, the night and uh, I asked the fundraiser, so how do we do? Uh, we're at 44,000. So listen, it's cool, but none of that goes to me. So that's why, you know, I don't care. And, and I, I can boast or whatever. But um, all glory to God for sure, but I, we call that guy. I said, hey, bro, I won't name any names. So I said, hey, you know how much you raised? He's like, no, how much? 44,000. No way. So from then on, all the eyes went on my team. Like, how did you guys do that? But what happens when you begin to believe that God... Is the God of the impossible. What are the areas or situations in your life that are limiting you right now? That you have right in front of you. That God is coming to say, hey, is there anything too hard for the Lord? Second point is don't think about what you can't do. Think about what God can do. Let me say it again. Don't think about what you can't do. Think about what God can do. So here we are in Exodus chapter three, and uh, here comes God with a message. To, to, he has an idea to redeem his children of Israel who have been in slavery for 400 years. And he says, I got the plan and I'm choosing you, Moses. So he appears to Moses in the burning bush and begins to talk to him. He has this beautiful speech the Lord prepared for Moses. And, and, and he comes and Moses begins to freak out. And he comes up with five reasons of why he's not the guy. Isn't that amazing? How many times have we heard from God, And we're sitting in this chair and we come up with 101 reasons of why we're not the guy. We're not the girl. We're not the marriage. We're not the couple. We're not the family. That could never happen to me. For me, that happens to you, but not for my type. I've seen my family. I know my lineage. My mom, it happened to my mom. It happened to my grandma. It happened to my aunt. It's all over my family. Can't happen to me. So listen to how Moses responds. Verse 11. In Exodus chapter 3. So who am I that I should go to Pharaoh and that I should bring the children of Israel out of Egypt? It wasn't as bad. Like, who am I? Like, are you getting the right guy? Like, have you seen my life? Have you seen my history? You know what I'm like? The Lord continues with this beautiful speech. Verse 13. Indeed, when I come, this is Moses. Indeed, when I come to the children of Israel and say to them, the God of your fathers has sent me to you. And they say to me, what is his name? What should I say to them? Like, what what is their name? So now he's trying to figure out how it's all going to work out. I can totally relate to that. Verse uh, Chapter chapter 4, Exodus 4, verse 1. Then Moses answered and said, but suppose they will not believe me or listen to my my voice. Suppose they say, the Lord has not appeared to you. Like now he's com- He's making stuff up. How many of you, how many of us have we ever made stuff up in our brain? And we come up with these fancy imaginations and thoughts of, of these fights we have with people. With people that we have beef with. Can we get real this morning? And we talk about all these things we're going to say in our minds. And things that have never happened. So Lord, what if they say that's never happened to you? Fourth time. Chapter 4, verse 10. Then Moses said to the Lord, oh, my Lord. Like, I know that the other ones didn't work. So here's a new one. Oh, my Lord, I'm not eloquent. Neither before nor since you've spoken to your servant. But I'm slow of speech and slow of tongue. Like, I can't even talk. I, I, I stutter, you know. Like, uh, Lord, like, I, 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 I can't. I, I guess... I just wonder and I begin to think what happens when we believe God and we let God do in us what only He can do. Yeah. Yeah. When we yield to the process. Yeah. I-, I wish you listen, I-, I went to high school, you know, I grew up in TJ, then you know, went to Marion High School when I was sixteen. I went there to play football. I didn't care about school really. I did well, but athletics was my thing, and I didn't even know how to speak English. Like, I I said hi, and I could. I love you, you know? Like, that's it. So I'm like, how how am I going to get this cute blonde girl to talk to me? When all I know how to say is I love you. Can you imagine when I, hey, hi, I love you. Like, that's weird, right? So, and I remember in youth group, I got saved in college, and I remember in youth group saying, uh, still I can kind of get around. I now was at the University of San Diego, and uh, somehow, I was playing football, so I was able to attend. And... uh, and then I remember looking at one of the youth leaders doing the tithe and thinking to myself, gosh, I would love to do that someday. But how could I ever come up with anything to say for longer than a minute? Like, and I started thinking, like, looking at my watch, like, a minute. A minute's a long time, y'all. Like, like if you look at a minute, just wait there for a minute. It's a long time. How could I ever? But when you let God work through you and do in you, it's not about what you can do. It's what God can do in you. It's not about your own abilities. It's about the abilities of God. When God does, touches you, he brings His super on your natural. So God is trying to get Moses to think, Moses, it's not, I'm not talking about you right now. I'm talking about what I'm going to do with you and through you. Four times. The fifth time. This is a, Moses is like, maybe this one will work. Chapter 4, verse 13. But he said, Oh, my Lord, please send by the hand of whomever else you may send. Like, that's it. It's not me. And the Lord so patiently, he still talks to him. And Moses yields to him. This is what a supernatural mindset looks like. Are you ready? God, I trust in you, not in my own abilities. If God called me, he will provide the means. Let's go. God, I may not understand it all, but I trust you. Let's go and do your thing. Holy Spirit, I will lean on you to guide me, to speak for me, to open doors for me, to give me the wisdom to solve the problems, to give me the knowledge and understanding I'm going to need when I face my battles. I trust you give me the power to bind any demonic activity in the territory that you'll have me take for your glory. And to release the blessing and favor of God on this assignment. Amen. That's what a supernatural mindset looks like. It doesn't mean you won't be tested. It doesn't mean that you won't have battles. It doesn't mean that you're not gonna think, you're not gonna have to fight your own natural mindset. But now we know supernatural mindset is God is the God of the impossible. Supernatural mindset is God can do it through me. It's not about me, it's about him, amen? And the third point, let's go a little deeper. You can sustain a supernatural miracle with a natural strategy. You cannot sustain a supernatural miracle with a natural strategy. Let me explain. So, we've told you before, but we were able to sell our house by record in all the city, over 36% of the market value in Chula Vista. And it was a great miracle. We're in such a high. And then we make an offer on our dream home where we left a note four or five years ago. We would love to buy this home someday. Here's our number, call us. They never called. But right after my wife prayed on a Wednesday night, when Pastor Mike said, lift up your hands and begin to pray, believe God for something only he can do. And my wife, <laughs> for whatever, the Holy Spirit said, God, I'm believing you for a custom home. The very next day, the house we were dreaming for comes on the market, it's coming soon. So we began to work. And it all was a beautiful miracle. And then we, our offer got accepted for below asking price. It was all a crazy. I would never seen anything like that before. But then reality hit. And I began to freak out. I don't know if you've ever freaked out before. I'm I'm like, for like two, three weeks, I was impossible to deal with. I was going, uh, can we just be real this morning, church? I was snapping. My energy levels were so low. I was so stressed. I'd, I would come from home from work and doing all the things that I was doing. And I would go to bed. Like we would watch a movie at home or watch TV a little bit. I would lay on the couch and at 8 o'clock I passed out. No energy. I'm like, what the H is going on with me? And I, and I was thinking, oh my gosh. And Natalie's like, oh, you'll be fine. It's okay, it's gonna work out. I'm like, no, like we got into the house, but it's not just getting into the house. You gotta pay for the house every month. And and I'm just like freaking out. <laughs> and then one day... Um, I walk outside where I pray, sitting on my chair, and the Holy Spirit begins to speak to me. And the Holy Spirit showed me a picture of Peter walking on water. And the Holy Spirit so gently said, I have you, I'm having you walk on water, but you're trying to strategize on how to sustain yourself on your own. On the water. You can't. You can't. This is the work of my doing. My hand is upon this. You can sustain yourself. So I want to dive into the scripture because there's many stages of Peter walking on the water that he goes through that I believe apply to all of us. I can, tell, I can guarantee you you're at least in one of these stages. Is it okay if we go into it? Okay. So let me read the scripture in um, Matthew 14, verses 25 through 31. So now in the fourth watch of the night, Jesus went to them, walking on the sea. And when the disciples saw him walking on the sea, walking on water, they were troubled, saying, it is a ghost. And they cried out for fear. But immediately Jesus spoke to them, saying, be of good cheer, it is I. Do not be afraid. And Peter answered him and said, Lord, if it is you, command me to come to you on the water. So he said, Come. And when Peter had come, had come down out of the boat, he walked on the water to go to Jesus. But when he saw that the wind was boisterous, he was afraid. And beginning to sink, he cried out saying, Lord, save me. And immediately Jesus stretched out his hand and caught him and said to him, oh, you of little faith, why did you doubt? And when they got into the boat, the wind ceased. So here we go. Peter and the disciples see Jesus walking on the sea. This was a new sight for them. It was a new environment. They'd never seen anything like that before. Can you see yourself walking on the boat and then seeing a dude just walking on the ocean? You'd be like, what? That's a ghost. Like, what is that? The first thing that hit Peter was fear. Fear all the disciples. It was a new environment for them. How many times have you had to step into a new environment? Let me ask you this. Have you ever had to step into a new environment? Was it scary? Heck yes. Was it easy? No. Was it shocking? Yes. Unless you operate in a supernatural mindset at all times. But it's, it's shocking. It's a new environment. For me, it was the house. We got accepted. And, and Natalie actually wanted to. Buy it, I'm like, no, we're good. You, and this is what's crazy. Oftentimes the things that's so scary, it might just be Jesus. Walking in front of us. Trying to pass by. Trying to bless us. But we're like, no, 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 freaking out. It's a ghost, but it's Jesus. Could it be that that business deal, that opportunity, that promotion, that relationship, this church, could it be that it's Jesus walking by and you're trying to come up with all the solutions of why? It is I, don't be afraid. Let me ask you this. The Holy Spirit wanted me to ask, ask you this this morning. What, why are you afraid? What's causing you to have those feelings of fear and anxiety? And think a little deeper. Could it be that it's Jesus, actually God himself, that put you in the situation to grow you, to pass by, to bless you, to take you to the next level, to, to have you step into your destiny. Come on, somebody. Here's the second stage. So Peter finally gets some understanding. He's like, whoa. This is God. Which I want to encourage you. When you find yourself in a new environment, ask the Lord. Ask the Holy Spirit. God, what are you doing? Help me understand. Give me understanding. Give me wisdom. Give me knowledge. Give me counsel, Holy Spirit. What am I going through right now? What is this? So Peter finally got it. This is Jesus, the master. So then he does something so remarkable. He said, Lord, if it is you, have me come. He asked Jesus for a word. He asked him for a rhema word. If this is you, this is my situation, Lord. If that's you, have me come. And then the Lord sends the word of the Lord. The rhema said, come, come. What is the rhema? I want to encourage you. I'm going to explain what the rhema is, but I'm going to encourage you. You need, we all need the skill and the aptitude to get rhema words from God. It's how we walk in the supernatural. It's how we get the supernatural mindset. It is with the rhema word of God. What is the rhema? The rhema is a specific word for a specific situation for a specific time. A rhema word from God. How do we get those words? Can I get my Bible right there, bro? Sorry, I forgot it again. Again, 9 and 11, the same thing. Come on. You think i would learn. Perfect. Thank you. You're reading your Bible. How many of you are enjoying the one-year Bible that we're doing together? Mm. Let me encourage you. If you haven't started, start today or start tomorrow. You can catch up later, but get in the flow. So when we read the Bible, we're reading the logos. There are two definitions, two Greek words for the word word, okay, in the New Testament. The logos and the rhema. The logos is the, the written word of God. It's what we read, you know, whenever we read it. But the rhema is the spoken word of God. Is what God's speaking to you. It's another definition. We could go, we could dive right into the story, I mean the study of it, but for the sake of time, that's another message. But it's when God, you're reading, God speaks to you. It's like, oh, this is me. This is what God's speaking to me right now. I'm gonna go by faith on this. Let me explain. I'm sitting on my chair and my wife is like, let's buy the house, let's buy the house, let's buy the house. I'm like, no, no, no. She said, pray, I said, okay, I'll pray. God gives me a dream and then the next morning I'm reading and God gives me a word. I'm reading Acts chapter 13 and the Lord speaks to me, your house will be a light to the Gentiles. It will bring salvation to the earth. I said, babe, God spoke to me, come. She comes right away. No, she didn't. I had to run to her as say, baby, God spoke to me, come. And she came. And I began to explain to her, I said, God spoke to me. We got to do this. This is of God. That's how the of word. So Peter gets the word from God. God's, Jesus says, come. So Peter now had to jump on the water. Here comes the next step. Obedience. Obsessive obedience. When God speaks to you, you do what God says. Have you ever had to jump like Peter? Or are you still hanging on to the boat? Could it be that you haven't gotten a rhema word from God? I'm telling you, when the rhema word comes to you, it fills you with faith, and you're able to do the supernatural. So Peter sees, hears the word, he jumps on the water, and he begins to walk. First the fear, then the word, obsessive obedience. And then he begins to experience the supernatural, experience the miraculous. This is what happens next, that we all go through. So don't ever be afraid if you're on this stage. Then Peter begins to freak out. He's walking on the water and the Bible says that he began to look at, to see the wind, that it was boisterous. I can imagine him seeing his eyes locked on Jesus. He's walking on the water and then he turns to the right to the left and he begins to see the waves and the wind. And then the Bible says that he began to sink. The wind, the waves, it's something that we all go through. We all go through. And there's a mandate from hell that is trying to just pull you down and have you sink and have you drown. But God is wanting to train us this morning to have a supernatural mindset. That's why the Holy Spirit said to me, Marco, I'm having you walk on water. You can't sustain yourself. He was saying to me, you need a supernatural strategy. He gave it to me. I said, Lord, what is it? And he said, Peter began to sink because he took his eyes off of Jesus. I said, Lord, how do I keep my eyes on Jesus? And the Holy Spirit revealed to me, the Word of God is Jesus. The Bible says that in the beginning was the Word and the Word was God and the Word was with God. It's talking about Jesus, John chapter one. For us to walk with a supernatural mindset, we must keep our eyes on the Word of God. This is the only way we'll go to the next level. This is the only way we'll break through the barrenness. This is the only way we'll say, God, I don't see it, but if you see it, I'll go. It's the only way we'll see our children flourish in the house of God, in the land of the living. It's the only way we'll see as a church, we can change the world, we can change Tula Vista, we can change the city. It's the only way as we keep our eyes on Jesus. And we lean into the Holy Spirit We say, God, I may not understand it, but here I am. Take me. Whatever you want to do with me, do it, Lord, I believe. I trust you. He kept his eyes on Jesus. Then he turned and he sunk. But then Jesus is so good this is a word for someone today when he was in the middle of the fear and sinking and drowning he just cried out to the Lord and Jesus ran to him and picked him up and saved him right there you might be here this morning and you might have you might feel like man I could never I've made way too many mistakes how could I ever that might be you All you have to do is say, Jesus, come and save me. And you'll see the master running to you, getting a touch, a hand of your soul and saving you and reviving you. So if we can all stand, I want to pray for us real quick. If we can close our eyes, you might be here this morning and like I was telling you, you're like, man, that's me. I, I need Jesus to come and save me. If that's you, I'm going to count to three. And you feel like you need to dedicate your life to him. You've never done that. Or you feel like you need to redo it again. You need a fresh start. I'm going to ask you to raise your hand when I count to three. I want you to be really bold. Ready? One, two, three. If that's you, I just want you to raise your hand. I need Jesus this morning. I need Jesus. Thank you. Keep your hands up high if that's you. Keep your hands high. Keep your hands up high if that's you. It's just you and God. Your eyes closed. Thank you. Thank you. So this is what's, this is what's next, you can, you can put your hands down. There's something really powerful about responding to the word of the Lord and I'm going to ask you to be really bold and I'm, in a second we're all going to clap and I'm going to ask you to come to the front and you're making a public statement that it's just you and God. You're making a fresh start. Ready? Church, are we ready? When I count to three, I want you to run out of your seat and come to the front because God has touched you and you're ready to have a supernatural mindset. Are you ready? One, two, three. That's you. Just come to the front. Come to the front. Come to the front. That's you. I saw a bunch of hands raised. Just come to the front. Say, that's me. I don't care what people think about me. See, when you get to the moment in your life, you're like, I don't care what people think about me. I don't care what people say. All I care is about what God says. There's breakthrough, church. There is breakthrough when you say, God, all I care about is you. I know you'll lead me. I know you'll guide me. Come on. Church, why don't we all pray together? And Repeat after me. All together. Ready? Lord Jesus, I come before you. Just like Peter, I kind of feel like I'm drowning. But I ask you to save me, rescue me, redeem me. I believe that you're my Lord and Savior. And Lord Jesus, show me the great plans that you have for me. Revive my soul revive my spirit, give me vision, and help me think how you think. In Jesus' name, and everybody said amen. Amen, come on, can we give it up for our amazing brothers and sisters? I'm gonna ask you, with Victor and Conchita, if you can just make your way, if that's you, just make your way over there. They wanna talk to you, give you a few gifts, and then I'm gonna pray one more prayer, is that okay? So please, just make your way, give it up for our amazing brothers and sisters. Thank you so much. This is the next thing I want to pray for, okay? I'm... Are you still with me? Listen, something happened to me. I'm not about... I want the real thing. I don't want shows. I don't want, you know, productions. I want God. I want the real God. I want God to touch me. And I want God to touch us. Listen, on any, any other occasion, I, we could close the service right now and it was a big win, wasn't that, Pastor Stacy? Big win. Great service. But can we go a little deeper? If you're here this morning and you need God, the Holy Spirit, to touch your mindset, to turn it from natural to supernatural, I want you to come to the front right now. If that's you, just come to the front. You need a supernatural mindset. Just come to the front. Don't look to the right or to the left. Don't be like Lot's wife looking back and turning into a pillar of salt. Come, rush to the front. If you need the Holy Spirit to touch your mind, to think how he thinks, God's about to touch us. God's about to touch us. Let's just worship. Let's go back into worship. We're going to pray in just a second. I open up my heart.
0: There's just such an amazing presence of God right now. The Holy Spirit is moving. And so there's two specific things I feel that we need to pray for this morning. The first thing is just sight. The ability to see. Not with our natural eyes, but with our spiritual eyes. It says in Joshua, see, this is the Lord speaking, see that I have given you Jericho. Jericho represents the promised land. It represents rest. It represents every good thing that God has for you. But so many times we can get caught up in what we saw going into Jericho, which were walls and giants, circumstance, situations, doctor reports, financial. We start to see these walls and these giants, but I'm here to tell you today that walls still fall and we still slay giants. So what I want us to do right now is I want us to start to see. I want you to close your eyes and I want you to see what God has for you. I want you to start to dream. I want you to start to see that thing that's only possible with God. Don't let the natural start to deter you. So we're gonna continue to worship for a moment, but in that moment, we're gonna just see. We're going to see that home that everybody's been telling you that it's not possible. We're going to see that job, that promotion that people were saying you're never going to get. We're going to see that cancer diagnosis going away. We're going to see generational curses broken off. I want you to see your Jericho as we pray. Thanks for listening. To find out more about our locations, team, and what we do here at Awakend Church, go to awakenedchurch.com.